In a world where James Franco is still considered a credible actor and Mike Busey can open a place called the Sausage Castle, one podcast will rise. One podcast will take a stand. It's host steadfast and strengthened by snark and snobbery. This podcast is Cinema Geekly. Time for the Cinema Geekly Podcast, episode 134. Before we get going, cinemageekly.com slash premium. Head on over there, sign up. One year, $12, 365 days of bonus podcasting. And there's a ton of it going on right now. A bunch of shows have uh, returned for the remainder of their season. Uh, The mid-season breaks are all gone. Some shows have started up anew, like uh, Better Call Saul. Uh, But other shows, like uh, all the DC shows... Uh, Supergirl, Walking Dead, all those shows have all come back from their hiatuses, and we're going in full swing. There's a ton of stuff. Uh, And yes, I believe at some point, once those shows wrap up, we're going to go back to doing some from Parts Unknown episodes. Mm -hmm. We haven't done that in forever. And I, I... Maybe it's absent... I'd like to put a moratorium. Like, we should should be able to exclude... Like one person or one genre, if it comes up too much for a while, like if we get too many Bollywood movies or too many Adam Sandler movies, something like that. Well, I mean, we should be like, okay, like three is enough for a while. What's the bar on Adam Sandler movies? One, one, <laughs> half. I say even the recommendation coming from the uh, the website is enough to count. The uh, here here's the thing with this from Parts Unknown. Okay, would you rather watch The Cobbler or the entire run or Fuller House back to back? I'd rather watch Fuller House for sure. Then the uh, Cobbler, really, the Cobbler is only like an hour and a half. Fuller House is like that's an eternity of dog shit. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Glenn, Glenn was telling me that, <laughs> uh, that some of these women have have matured quite nicely, so I, I may check the the show just for that. It, it's not worth watching it for that long, man. Uh, yeah, I, I guess that's what the interwebs is for, right? Just Google image search. Uh, no, what I'm talking about is, uh, or you know, just fold your arm and kind of look down if. You imagine closely, it could be a butt. I mean, that's got to be more fun than watching Fuller House. The uh, you know what it is. Uh, I I really uh, as we do these from Parts Unknown episodes, as we did them, I grew to hate the concept more and more. But maybe it's this whole absence makes the heart grow fonder thing because I have kind of wanted to go back to start doing it. We just we're just doing too many other premium things right now. But it's got to wait till summertime. Uh, but you know, uh, I, I kind of want to go watch some shitty movies and then talk about them. Uh, like I feel like hey, these... nobody's stopping you if you want to take it upon yourself to start rolling through the Adam Sandler catalog. No, I'm good. Yeah, I mean, uh, no, Redbox has like Placid versus. Uh... But I want you to go like in reverse chronological order, where you start with the Hateful Nine or whatever the fuck his dick bag movie was, and then you go uh, all the way back to like Pool Boy or uh, what was it? Uh... Waterboy. It was a wonder he was on? No, what was, he was a comedian on a cruise ship or some shit. What was that one called? Overboard. Thank you. Holy shit. Oh, wait, Overboard. That's a Kurt Russell movie. No, but it was something like that, like Overboarding or something. Waterboarding with Adam Sandler. <laughs> That's right. Adam Sandler invented waterboarding. I know you're like, talking about. Yeah, he's got floaties and he's on really the boat. That's the cover of it. About 2004. He, he personally. Was the first he, of the waterboard. He personally waterboards you while watching, making you watch Click, I believe, is, uh, is what happens. Uh, so it's, I watched that movie once, man. That was. Oh. One with the remote control, right? time in my life. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, neat concept. He should not have been the one to do it. <laughs> uh, it, just, it, it just wasn't a good movie. It was, 
No, oh, he, his movie shit. is product placement. Like, we make put a man of steel, but he is in his car eating McDonald's, driving to Bed Bath & Beyond. But, dude, you, you, you're, you're lying to yourself if you think Clark Kent is going to crack the bottle on ice-cold Pepsi during Batman vs. Superman. <laughs> I don't know. Is he going like, to oh. curse? Boy, if any if any planet's worth saving, it's the one that can create this beautiful drink. And you know yeah, what I mean? He just right. takes a big old swig of Pepsi, then he flexes. Yeah, it's the voice of a new generation. He can say. <laughs> uh, all right, it's so just like uh, what all the Sony phones and the Spider-Man movies, everything's oh, a yeah. Sony product. Oh, and Dr. Pepper. I mean, that was pretty blatant. But um, all right, so it's been nearly a month since we've done uh, a podcast, which is a shame. But uh, that was. Uh, in large part due to us switching our servers. And now that we have done that, things will start getting back into full swing. I really didn't want to... What it boiled down to is just laziness. Because uh, the, <laughs> the site was going to exist in two places at once uh, for a while. Uh, it was going to exist uh, unavailable to everybody in our new home. Uh, while it rested available to everybody else at our at our old home, still online which means any new content we were going to add means I'd have to add it to the site that was currently up and the site that we were putting up. And I just didn't feel like doing that, to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, so, But we're up and running now. We're up and running. Uh, yeah, there's, I mean, there's, I have podcasts I'm sitting on that I haven't sent to him because of this laziness. There you go. So we're back up and running. Uh, one thing we did not get to talk about, and I'm sure it – has uh, eating it's been eating Aaron alive for at least the last three weeks or so, and that's Deadpool came out and oh he God. hasn't had the ability to talk about it on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> what what now now that you've had weeks to reflect on it, uh, and I'm sure you spent at least three hundred dollars on tickets to see it several times. Yeah, that might uh, be a fair estimate. Uh, what what did you think, man? Did you enjoy? I'm guessing you did. Uh, unequivocally, I can state right now that Deadpool is my favorite movie of all time. I mean, it, oh my God, it, it, I cannot say enough great stuff about this movie. I mean, it, that script that leaked, I mean, the, the vast majority of it was there. I mean, it was solid. Like, the things they changed, I mean, you know, I, I get, uh, but, but the graphics were done so well. Like, the X-Men, like, they actually, you know, uh, Colossus and, and Negasonic, they actually looked like proper X-Men, like, not in, like, you know, just faux leather matching suits. I mean, sure. the, the humor of it was fine. The pacing was great. I mean, they said fuck so many times. And it, <laughs> It was essentially Deadpool right off the page. I mean, it showed like you can literally just take what's on the page, film it, and you know it's going to work. You know, beautifully. So here's hoping with the X Men relaunch, I mean, we're, we're going to get some actual like you know solid costumes. We're going to Wolverine all you know all jacked up in the samurai mask and shit. And yes, it's exciting. It, it just shows like you know what could be done. Uh, you know, they didn't need a huge budget. They just need you know people who are passionate about the project. You know, and an amazing script. So. Damn! Hopefully, it starts setting a precedent. Uh, Glenn, what did you what did you think of this? Did it live up to the best comic book translation of all time? That was the hype, anyway, uh, being made from even from like when the the script leaked. Right? People were like, "Oh my mm -hmm. god! If they make this, it's going to be the greatest uh, adaptation ever." And then people started saying it when the movie came out. What did you think, Glenn? Did it live up to that hype? Yeah, I did. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say it was the greatest movie I've ever watched in my life. <laughs> Well, I mean, I know Aaron's a big Deadpool fan, and sure, I, sure. I do read them, but I don't. I mean, I don't follow it consistently or anything. Right. I, I've been but, waiting for this movie for the better part of my life. But <laughs> I would say, having watched the movie, do you feel like it worked better as a movie than it did as a comic book? I only say that because Ooh. with the things that happen in the comic book, 
it's all about the pace of what you read. So different readers can have a different experience with it. Whereas the movie has a very set standard pace. And I feel like, you know, people who might be dyslexic, such as myself, may be a little bit hard, hard to follow from time to time as far as what happens in the book. Um, but well, no, like Aaron me, I, said, I guess I kind of always read Deadpool like like frenetically. You know what I mean? To where it yeah. was always just like super. It's like, a oh my very God, visual. You're, you're blasting through it, yeah. So it to me, it felt just you know off the page because yeah, it just it, it was just so hyper like on, on every level. And uh, I mean, like Aaron said, it was pretty much a script. The only thing I really noticed that they cut out was the car chase scene was shorter. Um, I know it's much longer than the original script, and the fact that they condensed like Francis's three henchmen into Angel Dust. But, oh yeah. Like Aaron said, I mean it's it's the that's the movie. Uh, as far as my favorite moment, and it wasn't even like the best. We can say spoilers. Everybody has seen it already, besides Anthony. Yep. And uh, was when he gets stabbed in the head. And he's looking at his girlfriend, and all the little cartoon woodland critters are there. Like I've read that in the comic. Like that was, uh, and that was the part where it just, it really just all, all of it just sunk in. Um, even though I know it's towards the end. She of She calls movie. him asshole, and he just starts waving at her. <laughs> yeah, like it was no, it was great. Uh, it, uh, it was. I don't know. I'm kind of conflicted on the part where I know they make fun of that the budget wasn't high enough, but at the same time, I feel like they use that as an excuse as to why maybe certain things weren't fleshed out. But the best thing about the movie is it's like an hour and 40 minutes. It's not a two and a half hour monstrosity like all these other movies are. And I don't even want to know what the running time for fucking Batman versus Superman is going to be. I'm guessing like 325. Four days. Four, four days. Yeah. It's going to be South by Southwest Festival in Austin long. Or <laughs> it's going to be as long as Coachella. But uh, yeah, it was, it, that was a nice thing. It, it was, it was an hour and 40 minutes and it was done and it was just great. It didn't, drag itself out too long no it was, it was so, a good movie so yes or no the best comic book adaptation film like to film done so uh, i mean the director's cut of watchmen is pretty much the exact same thing as watchmen well except so, for the ending which some people would argue right well it, okay i'm sorry the the one thing they changed was for the better agree uh, so no i mean but yeah it was i would put it up there i mean it's definitely the best out of any of no, the wait, recent... does the director's kind of Watchmen also include the Black, the Black Freighter? Uh, it can. You can okay. turn it off if you want to. Yeah, yeah. there's very versions <laughs> See, but then it. you got two movies you're combining into one, so I think that's disqualified. So Deadpool, <laughs> therefore, is the best. <laughs> I really want to see it. I really do. Uh, and someday I will. Uh, the, uh, it's not, look, it's not for lack of wanting. I definitely want to see I it. I could go again and Periscope it two years up if you that want. Would, that, that would be welcome, <laughs> sure. If uh, if uh, if a few people want to go uh, sign up for Cinema Geekly Premium, I'll go watch it this weekend. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, hopefully, yeah, you can get that same response that you got for the damn wrestling podcast. That's right. <laughs> uh, and we'll talk a little bit more about Deadpool later because it's still uh, doing pretty good at the box office. Oh, and the <laughs> sequel has already been greenlit uh, <laughs> as well, so that's already moving forward. And uh, holy shit, uh, this Tim Mil- uh, this Tim Miller fellow who uh, I kept hearing Kevin Smith call him this Tim Miller kid, and then Tim Miller emailed him and 
He's like, actually, I'm 50, like 50 years old or something along those lines. Uh, he had an amazing career. This was like his one shot. At he was like coming... a music video guy, wasn't he? He, uh, he, did, he worked in video games and stuff, actually. He did... Uh, did you see the commercial for Arkham Knight? Yeah. The one with uh, where it's just a shot of young Bruce. And they're and... doing like the shots of him getting punched in the face. Yeah, yeah, and he's and he's like he's getting older and crap shit is happening behind him. He directed that commercial. That might be one of the best TV spots I've ever seen in my yeah. life. The uh, feels. He uh before that his biggest claims to fame were was animating the title sequence for the girl with the dragon tattoo and he was a second unit director for the opening sequence of Thor the Dark World. This was his oh. fr- this was his and he is uh he said like this was his last ditch shot at actually directing a movie and it sounds like he knocked it out of several fucking parks. Yeah, all of them. <laughs> uh so uh he may get jobs in the future, I'm guessing. He could just keep directing uh the X Men movies if he wants. Sure. Uh just give him everything. Uh also uh this happened while we were away. Uh Aaron's lady blew up all over the fucking interwebs. <laughs> Are you guys still like finding her cropping up on places or whatnot? Yeah, it. Uh, I'm, it, guess, it I'm guessing it's slow. She has, she has a Googler name. I it, it has slowed a bit, but you, you Google it. I mean, it goes like five, six, seven pages deep. Just every language you could, you know, there is practically you know, like that same kind of clickbait, like Buzzfeed, you know, article of all her, uh, some of her, uh, you know, her, her body art and. Everything she does, yeah, it's amazing. Uh, for those of you who listen to who haven't checked her out yet, it's uh, it's at Radicandria uh, on Instagram. But I mean, I'm sure you know. Uh, Chris Hardwick told her he found her on Reddit. I mean, you know, yeah. and, and, and mentioned you know something about it. So there's just you know, it, she's getting a lot of uh, a lot of really get her attention from it. You know, so yeah, made a bunch but of it, 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 yeah. it's amazing. Just you know, made a bunch of websites. Uh, <laughs> yeah. She did uh, the one you should. The the most recent thing I remember you tagged me on uh, tagged us on Instagram with where she did the the makeup for uh, Lady Vastra, and, I learned, and, yeah. and BBC mm-hmm. uh, America put their put her on their Instagram page and stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah so yeah. Pretty- so that girl who keeps popping up with body art that's Aaron's wife. Yeah. So <laughs> if yeah you're on the internet and you keep seeing. Uh, a girl painted with a with a shark over a, her shoulders and all yeah, that. Yeah. A girl who looks like she's being eaten by a shark. That is that is Aaron's wife. Uh R R A D I C Andrea. Uh that's on the Instagrams. Yep. And uh yeah, that's that's awesome. And has she gone back to doing the is she going back to doing the YouTube stuff or no? I know I oh, saw, yeah. she, I yeah, saw her she do is. one video and Yeah, she's she's getting that going. She's got a lot of attention on a, a couple of videos she's done, so she has she, more and more she's gonna start filming stuff. So I mean which, you know, uh as so happens since we had to upgrade the video equipment, you know, for what she's doing and all that, uh, I purchased uh, a green screen to go with the fancy camera, and you know, <laughs> I, I'm video. making a bit of a return to YouTube. So uh, the Cinema Geekly YouTube is about to get really. What's weird. her name on uh, YouTube? Uh, same thing. I want to say. Um, I think it might be the same thing. Yeah, let me. R A C Andrea. R A D I C. Oh, D I C. I think so. I could be wrong. Uh, I should probably go look, right? Nope, you're right. Oh. Is it? Yeah, she posted something two weeks ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so it's definitely worth uh, worth checking her out. It's awesome work. She's she's amazing. Yeah. 
Uh, I mean, the, 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 the current king of the nerds kind of gave her his blessing. So that's, yeah, uh, our overlord. I think that's the thing. Yeah, our overlord. Exactly. That, that's the thing that she's been most excited about. Is just you know, of course, just yeah. that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, right. And she and she Fucking just and she just started this last year, didn't she, or the year before? She like a year and like a year and a half ago. Yeah, she yeah, uh, just decided her. she wanted to do it one day and then just started. So she's gone from you know learning everything as she goes to you know what you see today. Yeah. Incredible, Damn. totally. Absolutely, she's much better at learning than we are at how how to do this and go. <laughs> yeah, she, she's much better at her passion than we are. Like, yeah, she's far more artistic. <laughs> five years later, we're we're still turning away. So <laughs> far more artistic. Yeah. Well, it's uh, we're we're defeating her with uh, with quantity, not quality. Right. <laughs> uh, so that's a that's a, a lot of shit thing. is way better than a little diamond. You know what I mean? That's right. Yeah, that's right. Thank you. Uh, all right. Yeah, you can only use a diamond for rings. We we got fertilizer for people. We yeah. help things grow. Uh, th- we grow al- food with our shit. This also came out. Uh, I nearly made my twelve-year-old weep with excitement when I informed her that they will be publishing the script for Harry Potter and the Cursed Child Parts One and she Two. She was the only one who cried over that news. Which is essentially, <laughs> which is essentially the eighth Harry Potter book. Uh, mm-hmm. J.K. Rowling isn't writing it, but. I think she's had a hand to play in the in the play, and well, she wrote the script for the play, so it's essentially like, okay. yeah, she wrote the book, right? Yeah. Uh, so that'll be coming out in July. Uh, now we wait to see whether or not they can talk people into turning that into a movie. Now that they've turned it into a book, it's got to happen, right? They're gonna have to. Maybe uh, she wants to buy a country. If the Fantastic Beasts, if the Fantastic Beast things wor- uh, that works in the box office, they're going to be like, "Look, you got this other, you got this other fucking book here." Young Dumbledore, man, that's all I want to see is him and Grindelwald. Just give me that. Just make it happen. Yes. Um, make who do you want to be, Young Dumbledore? Crazy- Let's uh, as as if I had to choose, Young Dumbledore, like right now. Yeah. Damn. Gerard Butler. All right, moving on. No, 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 no. You and McGregor. Gerard Butler. <laughs> I think I'd go you and McGregor. You and McGregor, yeah. You and McGregor is great for pretty much anybody. Uh, he he could play mystical. He's, yeah, he's very good at playing anybody who was also played by an older, wiseish. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know, Big Fish. You know, oh, like what about Albert McAvoy? Fitch plays the older version. <laughs> McAvoy wouldn't be bad. No, he wouldn't be too bad either. Mm-hmm. Uh, while we're continuing to catch up on the month. Uh, the final Batman versus Superman trailer came out, and I've got to say, uh, if that was the first and only trailer they showed, I probably wouldn't be as down on this movie uh, as I am. Mainly, like, uh, how let down you'd be leaving that movie. It'd be oh, like sure. after seeing Phantom Menace, you sure. just you would leave just so distraught and worried. It, oh, or seeing Green Lantern after that, because that one, the first trailer they had for Green Lantern was okay. Mm-hmm. And then, you know... Is that the one where Ryan Reynolds was just standing there in his underwear for, like, the last bit? Uh, well, yeah, I think so. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what this <laughs> I'll tell you what this trailer did for me. Uh, it made me really excited to see the Affleck solo movie, assuming they keep to the same sort of aesthetics. Because the beginning of this, this last Batman vs. Superman trailer is Batman coming into a, a warehouse to beat the fuck out of some goons, and it felt like the Arkham game series come to life. Like the he was so yeah he does freaking body toss. He punched a dude into the floor. Yeah, which is the coolest thing. Uh, like that's the it's like a punch pile driver. Yeah, yes. It was amazing. It was great. It's like <laughs> I'm I'm kind of excited to see that. Like the rest of this movie now, not so much because the second trailer gave away everything and was 
was far less exciting. Uh, I do believe this trailer had Wonder Woman speaking in it, and uh, yeah. she didn't sound horrible or anything, so that's a nope. plus. Nope, she uh, looks like she's going to be the best part of this movie, actually. This sounds, this, besides Batman. Yeah, this sounds like Superman's the weak fucking link of this franchise. Well, you know, he's uh, kind of the weak link in everybody's eyes. I guess. Uh, he's just so vanilla. I think I have a solution for uh, for making Morgan. Batman vs. Oh, Superman Donna Justice great. Oh, what's that, sir? I think you should just walk out a minute or uh, an hour and thirty minutes into the movie. Just get up and walk out, <laughs> and just pretend it stopped right there. So I'm gonna have my. I'm gonna person. turn my phone on, and I'm gonna set an alarm. And at the hour and thirty minute mark, just vibrate. Just get up and walk out. Like, done. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I'm gonna sit and stay, mostly because I gotta see if you're, you know, you're right. I gotta go through the experiment. Ah, that the experiment will, and then and then after that last thirty minutes is up, you'd be like. It'll either be like, ah, he wasn't right, or oh my yeah, god. Yeah, I mean, I'll have another two and a half hours to go after that. So. <laughs> to sit there and be really angry when Doomsday shows up. Oh, man. Um, I mean, I feel well, like I'm going to be mad, because I'm sure the movie opens with that gala. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming that's what starts the movie. It has to. Movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Daredevil released not one, but two new trailers... Uh, and holy shit, they were both pretty great. I like the first one more than the second. The, the first one was uh, was very uh, Punisher-centric. The second one was more Electra-centric, but uh, both were pretty great. Uh, Shane from The Walking Dead is the Punisher. I think he's going to be awesome. Yes. Yeah, he's just uh, tiny. Yeah, he's not like a he. When I think Punisher, I think like a huge, muscly dude, uh, but... I can it makes see. me wish like they would have recast the Wolverine, you know, Wolverine is with John mm-hmm. with John Barron's law. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I so I don't see him like that way as the size, but I everything I've uh, I've ever seen like all the other crappy Punisher movies. Well, uh, they should just got Tom Jane to do it again because even the one that's crappy, but everybody says is like amazing anyway. No, yeah, you talking no. about Warzone, sir? Is that what you're saying, Punisher no. Warzone? That's what I'm talking no, about. Warzone was uh, that's Stevenson. Yeah, and it was that great. That's effing huge. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, uh, but I, I really, I really like what they're doing. I think this is going to be really awesome. Even though the show has different showrunners this season, it doesn't matter. It still looks amazing. I'm super, I'm super excited. It's fun to see Daredevil in a Daredevil costume now. Oh, I know. It looks that looks great. Uh, Electra's getup wasn't very fancy, but. Uh, but it's not in the comics, you know what I mean? It's no, it's cool. not, yeah. Uh, and it's not Jennifer Garner. Was she Electra? Was that she, what she was? She that, was. That did happen, yep, you're right. Very Greek-looking the, guy. The director's cut of Daredevil, very different movie. I'll, I will still defend it. Uh, what did you get? Glenn, what did you think? Are you are you super excited for, for more Daredevil? Looks great. Yeah, I mean, I personally, I liked Daredevil more than I liked Jessica Jones. Slightly. And it was Thank only because too. Jessica Jones got a little soap opera-ish towards the end. Uh, but... No, it was. I'm super excited. Like we were just talking about off air. Like I'm kind of excited for House of Cards, but I'm excited for Daredevil season two the same way I was for House of Cards season two and season three, which season three was kind of a letdown. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the way I put it. A lot of shit happened at the end, and I want to know how this could settle. The um, uh, you know I. I for me, it was I like I like uh, I like the actiony, fighty stuff a lot, and Daredevil kind of just had Jessica Jones topped when it came to that. Jessica Jones wasn't that kind of show, uh, and I, I was still by the time I got around to watching Jessica Jones, which I also uh, I love that show as well. But 
Uh, all I could still think about was like the fight sequence from the second episode of Daredevil. Uh, and when something sticks with you, <laughs> like, like that, like the, the one long shot one, or yeah. just like when Fisk smashes a dude's head with the car door. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I, there's there's scenes in Jessica Jones, but they're like sequences that I remember. Whereas Daredevil, like there are specific moments that I can think of that I like. I felt like Jessica Jones. There was a lot of build up in each episode, so. Uh, so they uh they've also since uh since then have have cast iron fist as well uh a guy by the name of finn jones who not only not only does that name sound uh asian but the gentleman definitely looks the part uh for iron fist well, no, it's a, it's a super iron guy. fist name in the comic is danny rand i mean is you it? Know, so finn yeah he's he's a he's a white fella is he is he portrayed as like an Asian character? Uh, well, he's it, it's kind of like the dude from the TV show Kung Fu. White dude ends up, you know, in, in uh, or Beverly Hills Ninja. Yeah, kind of. Yes, if if you must, uh, and learns the mystical arts, you know, and uh, you know of like Kung Fu, and you know he, he gets his powers from a dragon. I mean, so I mean, yeah, it very easily like you know if the character was created today, it, it would most likely yeah it be someone uh, Asian or, or of Asian descent. I mean, descent, Scott Glenn but, was know. pretty white. He played Stick. He was, um, but I mean, you know, this character was created, you know, God knows when. So of course, at the time, yeah, he's gonna, yeah, be, he gonna be a white guy. You know, it's faithful to the comics, which you know I get as a comics purist, I understand. But if they would have cast you know someone Asian for it, you know, whatever, I, I don't give a shit. You know, uh, I mean, that, Finn, that, was, uh, yeah. Finn was Finn uh, was Sir Loras on Game yeah. of Thrones. Uh, I mean, he looks like, you know, the, the character. So, I mean, you know. Yeah. Uh, a, a, Mar- a writer for Marvel has criticized the casting. Uh, I think it's Marjorie or Marjorie. Marjorie. Marjorie Liu. Liu. Yeah. Uh, she says that Iron Fist is an orientalist white man yellow fever narrative. Asian actor would have helped subvert that trope and reclaim space. Uh, She's not wrong. So there you go. Uh, I like I like this guy though. I liked him in Game of Thrones. Uh, oh, so they, he died. Could they could they have cast Glenn from The Walking Dead? Because I think he's the only Asian guy who gets cast in anything. Sure. Uh, could they have cast him <laughs> in this role? Absolutely. Sure. But he's busy. Why not? He's busy on his show that gets thirteen. Or what that guy from Ninja Assassin? He was pretty sweet. You mean Rain? Have... I think that's oh, his name. Oh yeah, dude, that guy was awesome. He was badass. Well, the, the who was the guy in the like I saw the devil or the devil inside me? Uh, the the Korean horror movie. You know what I mean? I know you're talking about. I, I saw don't the devil. Think... Was it I saw the devil? Yes, it is. I saw the devil, and that movie is fucking horrifying. Uh, so well, it's the same guy for the. He's also in the GI Joe movies, right? That guy. Oh, Storm Shadow. Yes. That guy. Yeah, yeah. He was at the Oscars last night, and it blew my mind. He could. Uh, I'd have been fine with that. You know, just, you know, if, if this Finn Jones dude, like, you know, can at least look like he throws a punch, they'll be fine. I think they said they're using the stunt coordinators from Marco Polo uh, on Amazon. And the fight scenes in there are just supposed to be just, you know. Well, Marco Polo is, is Netflix. Is Would it? You, no. Is it? Yeah. Would you like to guess? The fucking Would you Would you like to guess whose names show up when you Google famous Asian actors? B.D. Wong. Um, his name is actually not at the top of the list. Uh, here's, here's, here's what, uh, Google yeah. gave me right off the bat. John Cho, Jet Li, Daniel Day Kim, 
Ken Watanabe, Jackie Chan, Bruce Lee, Steven Yoon. Uh, there's also wow, Chow Yun Fat. Uh, there's a where the fuck is DB Wong? Is he even on this list somewhere? I'm looking. Uh, the guy from Heroes. Uh, let me see here. George Takei, is he on there? Where the fuck is DB Wong? BD Wong. BD Wong. I keep calling him DB. Yeah, he's not DB Cooper. Yeah, I keep the... God damn it, I've got DB Cooper on the mind still. Uh, Masioka. You could have gotten Hero from Heroes to play Iron Fist. Um, actually, there are... There's a pretty long list of pretty credible actors they could have put in that role, but... Uh, whatever. Yeah, yeah I, just, I agree uh, with Aaron. That guy from I Saw the Devil. Yep, that makes yeah. sense to me. Yeah, uh, they got the stunt coordinator from Marco Polo, and apparently, like, they're supposed to be uh, just amazing stunts and fights on that show. Uh, all right, so let's talk about. Like uh, let's talk about the Oscars. as long as Finn gets rocked up. You know what I mean? I'm, yeah, I'm just, you know, get just the get shakes. Let's just see it. Uh, <laughs> That'd be my one knock against Grant and Gustin. In the Flash, I think. If he doesn't have abs, or the just guy who plays in bit, the just, just pencil thin, yeah, just yeah, just work out a little bit, just 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 do a sit up, some, do a sit up. Or how uh, the guy in the boxing and in, in uh, Creed is undefeated, and he's like a pudgy British white guy, like he's not even like masculine, like he's not even muscular. Like he could be like the cocky Rocky the Marciano. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, okay, so let's talk about let's talk about the Oscars. Uh, in a completely unpredicted moment, Chris Rock came out on stage and made fun of how there weren't any black people. Uh, I don't think anybody saw that coming, uh, especially not for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. When were the Oscars on? Uh, that was the, the Sunday. Oh. Mm, yeah. Uh, turns out uh, turns out, not a lot of people of color were nominated for awards. Oh. And uh, the first I've heard of any jokes about it happened on Sunday when Chris Rock had his opening monologue. Before that, Glenn, I don't think I've seen anybody make a single joke about it anywhere. Uh, so it's not like all of those things weren't played out beforehand, but uh, we did it anyway. Uh, no, they totally were. People oh. doing nothing but making jokes about it. I think I heard every fucking joke about uh, Oscars So White for like three weeks before the Oscars actually mm. aired. Uh, so, yeah, uh, that well, I mean, said... But- I mean, I mean, they are kind of white. That well, for sure, for sure. Uh, and and Chris Rock did give a, a, an excellent opening monologue and and made some excellent points. Uh, he he openly said that uh, Hollywood is racist, but not in the traditional dragging a black guy behind a truck kind of racist. He said it was like a sorority racism is is how he coined it, and uh, said it was like you know Rhonda, we like you, but you're not a kappa. Uh, that sort of thing. So, uh, you're not part of the club, that sort of thing. Um, so yeah, he also trashed Jada Pinkett Smith. Uh, <laughs> right. monologue. Who is the, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, what? what did she do? He said it was kind of like, uh, well, she's the, she's the one who started the whole, let's boycott the Oscars. Yeah. Uh, he said, he said her, he said her boycotting the Oscars was like Chris Rock boycotting Rihanna's panties. He's like, you weren't invited, uh, which was pretty harsh. Uh, well, and then he went on to say, like, you're on, you're on, you're on TV, you're on a TV show. This is film, so like, yeah. And that's what he said. You weren't invited. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, so I'm sorry, your husband didn't get nominated for telling the truth. 
It was pretty great. I really liked his opening monologue. It was really funny. Mocked him in concussion. Uh, So anyway, here's some awards. Uh, Mad Max won pretty much every single technical award and didn't win anything else. Uh, including Best Director, which angered uh, which angered uh, Glenn to no degree, which he's not wrong about. How do you win all of these technical awards, uh, but the director gets no props? It's also not considered the best movie of the year. Um, Ex Machina won for Best Visual Effects, which I will give them credit for because it was a fairly low-budget movie, and there was only one visual effect in the movie, and that was the, the Android. Budget. That's when the guy fucked the robot, right? Yes. Uh, and hopefully- it was presented by Andy Serkis. I can't believe they took five minutes out of the show to talk about how great Andy Serkis was. Yeah, so I didn't get to see this. Tell me what happened here, Glenn. I mean, they just, like, they started it, and they're like, oh, now for the visual... Or they even say visual effects. They just go to the screen that's on stage, and they just show Andy Serkis acting like it with just the blue dots and the camera on his face. Mm-hmm. And then they start showing side by side shots, and then but they were showing like scenes where he's crying from Rise of the Planet of the Apes, and I'm like, holy fuck! Like, how do people not realize how good this guy is? I know, yeah. And they're like, they're showing side by sides, and and then they're like, and then he comes out, and the thing, and I know you could see it on his face because he does hate it when people tell him that. Is they said he's the He's a motion capture artist. Right. Like, no, no, he's an actor. He what? just happens to be yeah. really good at this. Yeah, he, um, it's just that his makeup and costuming is is different from everybody else's. His makeup and costuming right. is put on digitally. That's all. Everything else is so It's like calling Dave Grohl just a drummer. Right. Yeah, come on. Uh, but X, look, X Machina is deserving because what they were able to do with uh, how low of a budget they had and what they did with the Android. Holy shit. It does look really good, even though I'm not a big fan of that movie. Uh, I, I have no qualms. I wish not robot fucking, I wish yeah, look, <laughs> I wish that too, but I wish star Wars would have won something. It didn't win anything. Uh, oh, yeah. Spectre won an Oscar though for best song, even though this was a, it doesn't matter. It was a shitty year for music. What did James Bond anyway. singing that one? Uh, he didn't. This was Sam Smith singing "Writings on the Wall." The theme. I thought he lost his voice, and it kind of happened. Sing, a few did he times. sing that to James Bond at one point in the movie? Uh, maybe in the shower. Oh. That could have happened. I don't really remember much from Spectre, <laughs> or as I believe, or as I believe they, the they playing in, on the background during a chase scene or something. Like, how does you know what I mean? No, it's the oh, you it's know the they do like theme. the title sequences. Oh, uh, or as I believe it was pronounced on stage by the presenters, Spectra. Oh, uh, asshole. Uh, Ennio uh, Morricone won uh, for Best Original Score for The Hateful Eight, the only award that Hateful Eight won. Uh, let me see here. The uh, Inside Out, of course, won Best Animated. I don't think there's any, uh, any shit to be had there. Uh, Alicia Vikander won the Best Supporting Actress for Danish Girl. Brie Larson won for Best Actress in that Room movie, which I don't know. What, what is this about, Glenn? I don't know anything about this movie. but That's the girl uh, from 21 Jump Street? Yes. Is it? Wow. The girl from 21 Jump Street won Best Actress? Yeah. Holy cow. She, huh. she must uh, have gotten a lot better since that movie. She was... Uh, or was she really brave in the room? No. I mean, a lot of people say the kid's really good. I mean, she's good at two, but the kid's yeah. really good. Um, but no, it's about a girl, or I mean, a young woman, uh, who is locked and kept as a prisoner in a room. Jesus. And it has like a stove and a, you know, like 
it's oh, basically it has it's a like stove a though, so everything's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's a stove, bathroom, and she's locked in there with her son. And she's been in there. I mean, the kid, I think they've. I mean, the movie in the middle, like what you think the movie ends with, well, halfway through the movie, they get out. Mm-hmm. Um, and he gets the kid gets to see the real world. Right. And even though the, his first eight years of his life, he's only known this room. And he always. How, and she, wait, how did. Was she pregnant when she. No, she wasn't pregnant. The person who oh, captured Jeff great. Yeah. God, who would make a movie about God, dude? That is just sick so human beings. But oh. it's like it's told through the lens of the sure. kid. Sure. So it's not like it's not really about her. It's about this kid like growing up and discovering. So it's less her. sad that it's about yeah. him, not her. Yeah, it's because it's not like. I, oh, and what man. I've heard is like you never see the guy who captured them. You never know. Like the only thing is on TV in the background is like he was captured, and that's the only thing it's ever mentioned about him. So it's really about the kid, but her dad is played by William H. Macy, which is great. Dude, this just sounds depressing as shit, man. No, I hear it's really, like, it's pretty, like, as the movie goes along, it's uplifting. It's not, like, sad or anything. I guess, like, a wonderful. Wonderful Life is pretty sad till you Dude, get to the. I, I didn't finish watching Up after the first three minutes, man. I'm not watching. <laughs> don't blame I, you. I, I don't really watching like watching shit that bums me out. It's just I can't do it. I don't blame you. Uh, supporting actor in a movie, Sylvester. No, Mark Rylance one. Some guy from the Bridge of Spies movie that the didn't win. Is- <laughs> yeah. What not- was Stallone nominated for? Creed. Oh, Creed. That's right. Which he should have won for, but didn't. No, uh, Marty should have won. Check that out. Uh, yeah, Glenn is Glenn is insistent that it should have been uh, Bane. Yeah, Tom uh, Hardy but, is a gazillion times better than. What about the guy who did the mocap for the bear in the Revenant? He should have got best supporting actor. It, it was just the bear. Uh, oh, it, there was a guy in the suit who was mauling DiCaprio. And no, uh, actually, it was a black actor, according to Chris Rock's uh, black actors who got to have cameos. It was a comedian. It was some one I can't remember who it was. It was I can't remember who it was, but yeah, it was really funny. They uh, so uh, the streak is broken. Leonardo DiCaprio finally won his Oscar for Best Actor uh, for The Revenant, although he probably should have won it for Wolf of Wall Street or I don't know, just pick a Leo movie from the last few years that he should have won it for. Uh, he essentially won it this year for uh, getting filthy, dirty, and grunting a lot. He was so brave. Very brave. Uh, yeah, the braver means, you, you know, you're brave, you win. He got the Lifetime Achievement uh, Oscar, essentially. the Remember when they finally gave one to Scorsese for for director it was basically like well we know we should have given it to you all these <laughs> should given it to you about five other times so they're only, they're only giving DiCaprio the one now and they could ignore him for a yep. few more years mm-hmm. i mean there was no like big standouts in the best actor category i mean i, I thought got, okay so who 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 picks the winner for this a bunch of white people a bunch of old white guys yeah, well, yeah are, are they are they actors directors just random business people uh, like no who? they're all in the business i mean again it's so it's like the heads of studios trying to, they're just picking their own movies. To uh, like, some of them. I mean, it's like, okay, for instance, Michael Bay has an Oscar vote. Mm. Yeah, if you like, win an Oscar, you definitely get a vote. Yeah, if you win, you have a vote. If uh, And just different, like all the technical awards are voted on by technical people. All the actors are voted by actors. It just, you know, so happens that acting for the longest time was just a bunch of old white guys yep. in Cindy Potier. Oh, yeah, of course, the the one black guy who won that one time. Um, Best Picture 
went to Spotlight, which was not a winner for anything else with the exception of Best Screenplay. What's Spotlight? Uh, Spotlight would be the movie about the uh, the reporters who uncovered the priest molesting children thing in Boston. Jesus, dear. Yeah, I know. Do happy movies ever win, like, fucking awards, man? Yeah, first come. Uh, I said happy, dude. There was nothing happy about that movie. I mean, Mad Max was nominated, but it wasn't going to win. It also was not you a happy movie. changed the soundtrack of Forrest Gump to the, to the soundtrack from Saw, but leave the movie exactly the same. You know what I mean? <laughs> the, um, I mean, American Beauty one, that's kind of a happy was depre- movie. So well, hey, uh, well, hey, so depressing. Uh, no, it was good. You know, you know, a guy finally got to admit that, you know, he was homosexual. He finally got to come out and then murder the guy that he came out to. And then the other guy figured out he really liked to bank chicks who were in high school. It was beautiful. Yeah, noted, it was, uh, well, it was a terrible movie. It was so sad, dude. Noted, uh, <laughs> noted comedy, The Martian, was nominated for Best Picture this year. Uh, it, however, did not win. And that won an award for Best Motion Picture Comedy at the Golden Globes. Damon didn't even win anything for like all the weight loss and all that stuff again. No, he was well, he was up against Leo for eating a you know a real oh. butt. And and like the the bear penetration. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Um all right. Well we're done talking about the Oscars unless Glenn you have something to say that uh you thought should have happened that didn't to happen. Yeah I thought Mad Max should I think George Miller should have won for best, best director. Oh that's right. Uh Alejandro Inaratu won. I mean not saying oh, I didn't deserve it. I'm just saying like if you're gonna vote all that way through like then you should also give it to director for giving you this universe that you loved. Yeah. Um I mean Mad Max won a lot of the critics awards that kind of thing. Oh yeah. I, I mean I think Tom Hardy should have won for The Revenant cuz I thought he was better than Leo in that movie. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't realize it was Tom Hardy, it was just some weird guy well, who cuz he did such a weird accent that uh... <laughs> for a guy a guy who just hated Native Americans <laughs> like uh, here, here, I mean, my heart wanted Sylvester Stallone to win because it was a it's... Texan who spent a little bit of time in Cardiff. Like that's that's the accent Tom Hardy had. For the uh, for the Mad Max fans, by the way, uh, here is everything that it won: costume design, film editing, makeup and hair styling, production design, sound editing, and sound mixing. So it won more Oscars than any other film. Well, it sounds great, uh, but it it, uh, it was all it was all technical awards. Uh, Again, if you're going to win all the technical right. things, you should technically give it to the director. Yeah, and it should technically be the best picture if it won all the technical awards, but, uh, you know, spot. I mean, I'm fine with, like, what, whoever wins best picture not winning Look, the other things, but. I'm going to I'm gonna take, I'm going to take uh, issue with this because I saw, it was the headline on Huffington Post when this movie won. Look, I know that people were expecting, like, The Revenant to win. Or something along those lines. But when Spotlight won, the the headline was Surprise Oscar Victory. And I didn't think this was a surprise at all. This movie is the definition of Oscar bait. It's a, it's a movie about a bunch of people talking about something that recently happened that has some sort of political or social commentary to it. Uh, like, that's the definition of... Name the last time something like that won. Something like Spotlight won? Yeah, Jesus Christ! Any, any any movie that's like a social commentary type movie. Name the last time a movie. Name the last time a movie like other than Lord of the Rings won. Like if Mad Max had won, that would have been a surprise. Uh, a movie like Spotlight, where it's about a bunch of white people talking about stuff, and it's let's take a stab at religion and 
priests molesting they, like that's just you know it's one of those things if somebody uh it's it's one of those things just along the lines of like uh, if a pretty person plays an ugly person in a movie or a straight guy plays a gay guy or something like that or it's tootsie those movies yeah those movies win oscars yeah or if it's about movies if it's a sure. movie about movies oh my god they're gonna vote for it yeah which is why i hate it could my be a movie like about a movie about some depressing shit and then it would just win all the oscars like it look if they're like uh if they're like and the the winner for best picture is uh spotlight oh wait hold on i just got something here Everybody here saw Deadpool, and they said, fuck it, the winner is Deadpool. That would have been a surprise. Right. Uh, that would have come as a shock. Uh, I did not consider Spotlight winning an, an actual surprise. Uh, I was not surprised that this movie was... No, I had the second best odds in Vegas to win. Yeah. Like, that That didn't shock me in the least bit. That's not a surprise win. Uh, let's talk about something way more fun. Razzie Award winners! Uh, let's start with the Redeemer Award. Uh, that is for the people who have come back to do something good after sucking so hard. Uh, the nominees were Will Smith, M. Night Shyamalan, and Elizabeth Banks. The winner was Sylvester Stallone for his role in Creed. Uh, worst screenplay. I think you're going to start sensing, uh, a bit of a pattern here. Fifty Shades of Grey. Won. Wait, what won the Redeemer Award? Uh, Sylvester Stallone won the Redeemer Award. Oh, good, good. But that, uh, so Fifty Shades of Grey won worst screenplay over Fantastic Four, Jupiter Ascending, Paul, Paul Blart Two, and Pixels. Pixels. Uh, worst director was oh. Josh Trank for Fan Four Stick, uh, and that was well. A, that's not his fault. That was over uh, Paul Blart Mall. <laughs> yeah, very he should uh, he should share that that award with Matthew Vaughn, considering almost half the oh, movie right? is directed by Matthew Vaughn. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that was also up there with Jupiter Ascending, Fifty Shades of Grey, Paul Blart 2, and Human Centipede 3, which I didn't even knew existed until just now. Uh, worst screen combo, Jamie Dornan. Wait, so wait, was that the only movie that uh, Human Centipede 3 was nominated for, for a Razzie, was just worst director? That just seems like really spiteful out of, out of the blue, doesn't it? May have been, and the director's name is Tom Six. Great name. Oh, gotta Google uh, Tom Six, see what kind of douchebag this guy is. Worst screen duo was. Oh, James he looks Dornan like a real Johnson. dink. <laughs> Does he? Oh, uh, so, uh, Dornan and Johnson for Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, I know what I'm seeing next Valentine's Day weekend. Unfortunately, beating out Aaron's favorite for worst screen combo of Adam Sandler and Eddie. Look at that asshole. Uh, in Zicabalaire. That's the guy? That's the guy. Holy shit. Right, I think he he'd probably deserve to win. Okay, I I I'd, I'd take back my questioning of his nomination. Came out, he comes freshly packaged straight out of the douche factory. Holy fuck! Look at that guy. Uh, so yeah, unfortunately, Aaron Adam Sandler and any pair of shoes did not win for best screen or worst screen combo. Nor was nor was Johnny Depp in his glued on mustache. Uh, so the worst remake or sequel was Fan Four Stick. Uh oh no, Human Centipede Three was also nominated for this oh, there it is. as well. So, uh, worst supporting actress was uh Kaylee Sweeting for Elvin and the Chipmunks Road Chip and The Wedding Ringer. Two oh, movies. she won for two movies. It's a double win. Congratulations, Kaylee. Uh, worst supporting actor is Eddie Redmayne for Jupiter Ascending. Well earned as well, even though the dude won a best again actress. over Kevin James. Yeah, and Chevy Chase. That had to be a solid gold dog shit performance <laughs> Jupiter Ascending. 
worst actors. Is that on Netflix? What? I'm fine with just making Jupiter? that the next Parts Unknown movie. Jupiter we watch. Only if we double feature it with the cobbler. The sad thing I'm is, fine. I. The sad thing is, I kind of wanted to see Jupiter Ascending at, at first glance, but the more glances <laughs> really? I got of it... Yeah, at first glance, and then the oh. more glances I got... Batman v Superman to you? So I you, guess... you you didn't check out when the, when it's like Jupiter Ascending, Tatum, Kunis, and you're just like, oh, dude. Wow, and Sean Bean's his mentor? And he did, does Sean Bean get his head cut off in this movie? Too? I don't know. I'm assuming he dies. I was really he sad he didn't die it. in The Martian. Like That was really surprising. Uh, no, if you is a is a deleted scene in the DVD. He got nut cancer. He ended up dying. <laughs> they cut it. Uh, worst uh, worst actress. It's like the, Gary Sinise gets the measles. That's right. <laughs> uh, worst actress is uh, Dakota Johnson, Fifty Shades of Grey. Worst actor Jamie Dornan for Fifty Shades of Grey. Well, they really hated that movie, didn't they? However, uh, controversy as worst picture uh, ended in a tie with Fifty Shades of Grey and Fan Stick. They tied. Picture. Really? I mean, I saw Fantastic Four. It wasn't the worst thing ever. It really wasn't bad. Is that what you're saying? It was. I mean, no, it's not good. But, (laughs) but it's like it's you know if you know like you know the backstory of it. Like he pretty much they went through did all these reshoots, and it just gets really distracting because uh, Kate Mara's wig. It's obviously fake in the reshoots. (laughs) Like it is completely just. They went to the store and someone just put on a blonde wig. Oh, and it looks man, so really, bad. Now I gotta watch this movie. But it's like it's in different takes, so it doesn't like the first half of the movie. She pretty much has the same hair, but the second half where they had issues where it was like a Cronenberg film, and he tried to make it like The Fly, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like it just uh, her hair constantly changes when they do reshoots. So like there'll be a part where she's like levitating in the in the sky, and then she'll come down, and when she lands, this is a reshoot, and she'll have like the really fake blonde hair, and it's not. Nothing like what it was 10 seconds ago. And it just keeps doing that throughout the whole movie. Um, But then, like, it's really graphic. Like, Victor Von Doom just, like, goes through and just makes people have shotgun blasts from the back of their head. Like, he just makes dudes' heads explode for, like, 20 minutes. It's really violent. And then it becomes, like, again, like, oh, there's a light in the sky. We got to go stop the blue light that's taking down the Earth. Like, it's... It, it doesn't know what it wants to do totally because they tried to change what he originally did. Like, I know he was a douchebag on set and like spent all like wasted all this money and like trash his his uh, apartment that he was staying at and all that. But like, they completely butchered this guy's movie because the first half's okay, and I didn't think like the acting wasn't bad. It was just well, they, when they you can tell when they do all the reshoots and it just gets thrown in there and the story just crumbles and it doesn't know where to go. It's really fascinating. Maybe they can cover it on the revival of Mystery Science Theater three thousand. Yeah, it was it was really like, I'm telling you, just just watch it because it's really strange. It just doesn't know what it wants to be halfway through. What, what like, movie Josh Trank is going to direct next? Well, I mean, like you greenlit a movie. Like, oh, and he said, like, I want to make this like a Cronenberg film. I want it to be like a freak show. And then they're like, yeah, that's great. And then they're watching, like, oh, that's too dark. We can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, then why'd it's... you hire the guy from the get go to say, make this movie? <laughs> Had they not seen Chronicle? Yeah, I liked Chronicle a lot. Yeah. What do you think was going to happen? Wow. People right. weren't going to get head exploded and die? Like, it, I don't know. It's sorry. Uh, it's just really strange. And maybe and we Dr. should Doom feature looks... that. It should be fantastic. For, okay, let's just add 
let's just see them all. Let's see Fantastic Four, Fifty Shades of Grey, Jupiter Ascending, Paul Blart Two, Pixels. Like let's let's watch all these lumps of shit. Uh, and and Doctor Doom is he looks stupid as hell. Come on, Tony. Let's do it. So how dumb. many how many years do you want to take off of your life? Is really the question. <laughs> Uh, Come on, when it comes to let's that. do it. Let, let's just run. Let's just run the gauntlet, man. Honestly, well, if you see the good dinosaur, just know that it's a dinosaur western. And I did see the good strange. dinosaur. My, my my kid really liked it. Yeah, it was also really dark. Having hearing Sam Elliott sitting over a fire as a T Rex who hurt terrifying and tell a kid that he made a philo- or a crocodile <laughs> drown in his own blood while he held yeah. him in his mouth like yeah. that. Is spoken and it's yep. the, it gave me nightmares. It was pretty old. Scary. <laughs> it is scary. Uh, all right, let's do the uh, the box office results. I know we're like a couple days late, so we're going to be looking at last weekend's uh, results, did not what's coming up this on weekend. Netflix? I'm to check that. I don't think it is actually. That's oh, sick. Um, all right, so here's the top five. Uh, debuting at the number five spot is Triple Nine, which did six million. Uh, I th- was that movie getting any play? Were people talking know. about this movie? I saw a couple ads for it. That's the Norman Reedus, uh, Aaron Paul one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Casey Affleck, Hotel Edgy yeah. Four, Gal Gadot's in it, Woody Harrelson. Good cast, it sounds like. Anthony Mackie. Yeah, I guess it's like that. You guys ever see that movie Armored? No. <laughs> With Jean Reno, Matt Dillon, and... Uh, I have not. And Skeet Ulrich. <laughs> it's about, like, our people... And Fred Ward's in it, too. Uh but they're like they rob an armored car. That's mm-hmm. what this kind of reminded me of. Like they're cops that rob banks. Oh, okay. Um, well, it did six million. Uh, on that, that's not. I'm sure not a great number. Uh, number th- number four is Risen, which fell from the number three spot. That is uh, uh, Tom Felton. I, that's, Jesus, that's the Jesus movie. It's Malfoy, right? Yeah, Malfoy's in it. Joseph uh, Malfoy's in a movie about Jesus. Joseph Fiennes, yeah. Uh, Six point eight million. Uh, who is he in that two. movie? I keep seeing hearing that he's in it, but I don't know who he plays in that movie. Uh, I am not oh, sure. It's Jesus. No, he's not playing Jesus. Uh, Joseph Fiennes. I, I think he's pilot. What's this Jesus movie called? Risen. Risen. It's about them trying to find Jesus after he's, you know, not in his cave. <laughs> Wait, after seriously? He's, after he's not dead. And is it his... like a mystery movie? Is it like a thriller or something? Wait, no, it, it, is it a whodunit to find out, like, you know, what happened to no, Jesus? No, I think they're, like, trying to find out where Jesus is. You know, like, do they, you know. Do they kind of do it, like, Ocean's Eleven style? Oh, that would be so, amazing. No, I think it's like... Like, hey, I, I got a new heist way. I got to roll, I, I got to, you know, hide a body in a tomb. And, either you know, Joseph really finds... Out, like, Beatles and it escapes. Either Joseph Fiennes is is Pilot, the one who Pontius Pilot, yeah, put Jesus up there, or or he's the guard that stabbed Jesus to make him die. Like, and he's, and a, he's the guard who was working for George Clooney, who double crossed the casino they were working at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in the second one, he's what you're, you're not gonna, you're not gonna. Uh, I think that one's called uh, Ocean's Twelve East. By the way, by the way, Peter Firth, or Ocean's Twelve Apostles. Peter Firth is playing Pontius Pilot. Joseph Fiennes is playing Clavius. And in an amazing twist of hilarious Harry Potter fandom, Tom Felton is playing a character named Lucius. Oh, love it. Oh, man, that's great. So good. Taking daddy's first name. Uh, 
So, I mean, Jason Isaac's a good actor. That's a good one. That's a good name to take. 57% on Rotten Tomatoes, that movie. I mean, it doesn't look good. Uh, number three, Kung Fu Panda 3. It fell from the number two spot. Jesus. Uh, made an additional $8.8 million. Uh, Why did this movie come out in February and not closer to Easter? I'm not sure. Besides Batman vs. Superman. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I currently, just, uh, it's currently at $314 million. By the way, on the worldwide, just, that's really strange to me. Uh, debuting at number two, Gods of Egypt, yet another movie taking oh. place in Egypt, featuring nothing but white guys. Jesus, uh, it did fourteen uh, something million. I want to say it's up to thirty nine million worldwide. Now, wasn't there some kind of bullshit like the director of this movie, Alex Proyas, trashing somebody or something, right? Uh, no, no, no. I think there was a, there was a quote from Ridley Scott, who, when he made his movie, Gods, uh... Yeah, Gods of Egypt, or... No, he did, God, what was the one? It was... Uh, Exodus, he did Exodus. Exodus. Gods and Kings or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> where basically he's saying, uh, the reason we cast Christian Bale, was it Christian Bale he cast? Christian Bale and Joel Egerton, a yeah. guy that... Nobody wow. knows of, but is really talented. Right. Uh, he's like, the reason I cast Christian Bale and not like some actual Egyptian guy is because nobody in the United States knows who the fuck random Egyptian actor is, and they know who Christian Bale is, and this movie has a gigantic budget, and we need to make our money back, is essentially what he said. Uh, huh. which, is, which is, to be fair to him, he put it, he put it in a really horrible-sounding way. Because uh, he was actually much worse than how I made it sound. Yeah, he, he, he made it sound uh, a lot like... What he is saying is he correct. Pra- he practically called the guy. Cynical. He practically called the guy like Jalalabad Jihad or something. Oh, uh, like how they say, like how they say shit in South Park. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> he, was practic- he was practically on that level. What? Uh, yeah, he put he he phrased it very poorly. Holy but shit! But he's not lying. You do need big name actors to sell giant scripts. Well, yeah, you could have Christian Bale be one, and then you could have. <laughs> You know, yeah, you the name he used right. uh, for for Ramsey's. Yeah, yeah. You can't like you can't go to NBC Universal or Paramount or whatever and be like, yeah, we want to do this uh, hundred fifty million dollar movie, and they're like, okay, well, who's who's starring in it? And you're like, this unknown actor from Egypt that nobody knows. They're gonna say, fuck you, and you don't get to make your movie. I can think of a movie that didn't have a white guy star in it and made a lot of money this year. What's that, sir? Straight out of Compton. Oh, that's right. That is right. That movie did do quite well. Many people said it should have been nominated for Oscars. I don't believe it got a. It did. It got it got nominated for screenwriting and it happily written by white people. So <laughs> when the Oscars thought they're like, oh, well, at least we got a couple of tokens in there, they were wrong. Well, wait a minute though. But everybody said it was a great movie, uh, and and white people wrote it like. So I I guess they must understand something. Well, let's not forget here, fellas. Uh, Star Wars The Force Awakens starring John Boyega. That made That's a right. dick load of money. That's right. Well, yeah, so is Avatar. Didn't like is it didn't and it John Cameron a, And it had a yeah. female lead too. Uh, didn't Jim Cameron yeah. tell Matt Damon like this movie's gonna make money without you, so I don't need you in it when Matt Damon said he wanted more money? <laughs> That's true. Things only Jim but, Cameron so, can say. Uh, so he put that, Sam Worthington in instead. That, that's also why Sam Worthington. That's also why Star Wars can get away with doing uh Star Wars can get away with casting people that aren't as big as stars because they can sell it based off of the 
the brand record. Yeah, you could make it off the name. Uh, so Deadpool is number one again for the third week in a row. It did another $31.1 million. It's way to be the number one R movie of all time. Uh, oh, it, had the, a... it had the number one opening for an R movie of all time. And I don't think... I think a lot of people were, and, and rightfully so, a little skeptical about how well this movie would do. It's sitting worldwide right now at six hundred eleven million. Jesus! It it could not a forty five million dollar budget. Yeah, damn. And let's say like another fifteen for marketing. Yeah, they've got it listed here at fifty eight million, about sixty million altogether. Well, at least because of the success, they've already announced that Wolverine's last movie is going to be rated R. Also, yeah, that's but, right. There's they're going to try to they're going to try to adapt. There's also uh, been Old, Old Man, Man Logan, Logan somehow. I don't know yeah, how they're going to do it. Not every movie should. Not every superhero movie needs right. to be R. Wolverine needs to be rated R. Oh yeah, it does. There's been the talk about the uh, a rated R Batman movie now, and like it's, the director coming uh, out a, this a Batman versus Superman will will be uh, on the DVD. It will I be mean, rated the killing R. jokes could be R. Hopefully, mostly because it's going to make it. Hopefully it's Superman's super schlong. That's what we oh, see. Oh, and uh, in some late-breaking news, uh, J.K. Rowling has confirmed that there will be three Fantastic Beast movies. Oh, excellent. Oh. I'm super excited for all of those movies. Yeah. Ooh, Harry Potter blows. In a bit of bad news, Trump is winning way too many states, man. <laughs> uh, in my state, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. You mean... But... Uh, not yet. You mean WWE Hall of Famer Donald Trump. <laughs> it, it might be time to emigrate, man. You oh, good. He can about? come to my town. <laughs> that's right glenn's got be, some sort of pro wrestling might be movie. dragging the family to uh, alex and ben's for a while <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> just get the fuck out of here uh yeah, i go in the summer i might not be coming back right <laughs> i don't blame you uh all right let's uh let's talk about movies that are opening this weekend uh and then we'll get the fuck on out of here uh zootopia is opening this weekend that is an animated picture with Jason uh, Bateman. Jason they advertise that really well because my, you know, my kid can't stop talking about that. Damn Idris uh, Idris Elba is also doing a voice in this film. Yeah, uh, he's the police chief. He's too street for that though. J.K. Simmons, <laughs> too street. Tommy Have you seen Luther. Tommy, Tommy Chong. Chong is in this movie. Alan Two Dicks, Octavia Spencer, Shakira is in this movie. Shakira. Does she play a goat? No, but she should. No, she she's should. a she's a gazelle. She's a gazelle. Unfortunately, oh, I I feel like they really missed it with a goat. Maybe they had Stevie Nicks to play a goat. Uh, Thirty-one reviews on Rotten Tomatoes right now. One hundred percent out of thirty-one reviews. Pretty good. So, Aaron, you're gonna be taking Pretty your sad. kid to see that this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, not this weekend, uh, but yeah, most likely soon. <laughs> it's uh, it's brilliantly well rounded. It offers thoughtful, inclusive message. That's as rich and it's timely uh, as its state-of-the-art animation, all the while uh, remaining fast and funny enough to keep younger viewers entertained. They say nothing in here about keeping older viewers entertained, so it might not be one of those. So it's gonna be like it can't be worse than the Peanuts movie. It can't be worse than Peanuts. I mean, it's Disney. I mean, there's gonna be some stuff for adults. The animators just can't help it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm sure there'll be like some sort of scene if you freeze frame it. Somebody's going to have, like, a penis drawn on their hand or something. Porn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like at the end of uh, Teen Wolf when the dude's got his dick out or whatever. Sure. <laughs> also opening this weekend, uh, Whiskey you not, Are you not aware of that scene? Which scene? The, the end of Teen Wolf? Wolf uh, I've heard of when, it, yes. Yeah, when, uh, like, it, someone says it could be the guy's shirt. Like, I, I've watched this clip, I don't know how many times. It's really hard to tell what exactly is going on, but something's definitely being waggled right behind Michael J. Fox's face. 
apparently that happened to some poor fellow during the uh, the NFL Combine. Apparently, some dude's wang fell out of his shorts and he was running like a. That's a little different than some dude hanging dong right behind Michael J. Fox. <laughs> You know, there probably will be penis in that R-rated Batman v Superman since Ben Affleck got a lot of uh, positive reviews for uh, Gone Girl. Uh, so, yeah, also opening this weekend, Whiskey Tango Foxtrot. I hope he uh, shaves his pubes the same, like, to match, like, the same stupid haircut he has. He looks like an, he looks like an emo grandpa. Back. <laughs> he looks like an emo grandpa. Like, did you guys no. see the Oatmaze video? Like, his stupid hair. Oh, he looks oh, so yeah. dumb. No, he looks like Ross from Friends trying to be Bob Kardashian and OJ or the people. He looks like exactly what he is. It's some lame white dad in his late 40s who's suddenly <laughs> single and trying to look hip. Uh, so the the cast for this particular picture is pretty good as well. Alfred Molina, Martin Freeman, Billy Bob, Margot Robbie, and Tina Fey. Uh, it's uh, 60% on the tomato meter right now. Only 10 reviews in uh, thus far. Uh, and I guess the, the biggest of the big releases this weekend is London Has Fallen, starring Gerard Butler, the man of the hour we were talking about him earlier, uh, Aaron Eckhart, uh, Morgan oh, Freeman, Angela Bassett. No, not Dumbledore, Gerard Butler. Uh, Mike Banning, Gerard Butler. A name is synonymous as... Uh, Dirk Diggler? Sure. <laughs> I was going to say, like I'm, I'm really actually struggling to... To think of somebody. Uh, is, is that yeah. one better than White House Down? I mean, I know they're the White same House, movie. White House Olympus Down Olympus Has was, Fallen? Uh, yeah. This is the sequel to Olympus Has Fallen, yeah. Right. Uh, as as people may or may not know, I made it a mission to watch both Olympus Has Fallen and White House Down. White House Down was the far superior film to Olympus. That's the one that had Channing Tatum and... Uh, uh, and Jamie Foxx, I think, is the best. I heard that it's better, but you would have liked Gerard Butler in the Channing Tatum role better. Perhaps. Perhaps, yeah. Uh, so Why didn't White House Down get a sequel if it was thought of to be that much better? I don't know. Uh, London has fallen. Wait, Chance, uh, that's another guy who's got really stupid hair these days. Is maybe, Tatum. maybe Olympus has fallen and did better business? I'm not sure. Uh, no reviews yet for this film. I'm shocked. <laughs> I mean, um, it hasn't been pre-screened for no critics? No pre-screening for the critics. Mm-hmm. I'll get pre-screened on Thursday. Maybe. Instead of everybody uh, seeing it at 7, they get to see it at like 3.55. Alright, uh, that's it for us. Uh, for everything we talked about, and then some, cinemageekly.com. We're also on various social media outlets, Twitter, Facebook, Google+, YouTube, uh, Instagram, Twitch. Uh, we're not on Tumblr anymore. I don't know. We're on a bunch of things. Just Google us. At and a guy with a forehead that big should not wear his hair like that. Christ, oh, man. Absolutely not. It looks like a frozen plane in, like, Alaska. Just solid, just white. (laughs) Oh, just like there's some winter frost that's left. Uh, Once again, cinemageekly.com slash premium. Uh, Check that out. Well worth the one-year $12. They call that dad frosting. Like the the slight ring among the temples. And that's just, like, that's a little bit of what you'll get with a premium membership. You get awesome quips like dad frosting. Well, the, uh, well the, now you know what NSYNC looks like when they're growing up. That's right. Yeah, like when you start getting dark hair on your ears, it's typically when the ball hair starts to go gray. So I think <laughs> Affleck might be at that point right now. Like he's he's just starting to slowly converge into old man balls. Uh, there is a big change, by the way, you guys. Uh, if you want to contribute to the Cinema Geekly mailbag, there is a new email address Uh-oh. that people are going to have to, to memorize. What is it? Uh, we have, we have moved from info at cinemageekly.com to info at geeklyempire.com. Uh, 
Oh, right. I like uh, it. Uh, so that is the uh, address to contribute. Why do we have to change to the mailbag? Uh, well, when we switched servers, the new the new server that we switched to does not have an email server attached to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I could not continue using Cinema Geekly email addresses. Uh, however, I own the geeklyempire.com domain name. Uh, <laughs> so uh, there you go. Uh, info at geeklyempire.com is where you can send uh, everything for like mailbag episodes. Uh, also, the podcast. You can check us out, stream us, download us from the website, but uh, people don't do that these days. They like to get on their He makes devices. a conscious decision to comb his hair like that when he goes out. <laughs> man. Does he not know how big his forehead is? This is going to be puzzling you for days. It's bothering me. Like, about it like it's rad he's playing Batman because, I mean, you know, finally, like, Batman doesn't have like this, this tiny little pinhead. Like, it looks like an actual, you know, like... Yeah, he's got a giant, giant head under there. Yeah, yeah, he's got, he's got a, a giant good bat head. head. Aaron's gonna wake up in a cold <laughs> sweat about Affleck's forehead. He's got a good bat head. <laughs> good bat head. Maybe that's why he got cast. You know what? That head looks fucking good. <laughs> You're like, he, he's got a he's got a presidential head. It's just this massive like stone. I am sad that it it's not a he can't turn his neck. That that kind of sucks. Who Affleck can't. Like yeah, is, well, is in the just, suit, just, just from the weight of his forehead, like no, he can't the, move. The new suit is supposed to be fully uh, mobile and shit. He's supposed, yeah, to... but it's all one piece. Hmm. It's not a motorcycle helmet like Christian well, Bale's. Well, Bat- again, I think that's just attributed to Affleck can't turn his head left or right <laughs> due to the size of his forehead. It it causes balance issues. He only looks straight ahead. Well, anyway, thing, yeah, his, his go... name in high school. Uh, in fact, was Juggernaut because he can only go in one direction, and once he gets going, you just better get the hell out of the way. Well, well, All know. due to forehead girth. Well, anyway, uh, we're we're still ending the called show. him the plow. We're available on iTunes, uh, Stitcher, and the TuneIn Radio uh, app uh, for Apple, Android, and Windows devices. All over the place. Just search for Cinema Geekly. You can find us and uh, download uh, everything to your devices uh, for free. Uh, all right, uh, we should be able to come back next week. Like, remember that old Sega game, Bonk, with just that little caveman kid with a giant head? I imagine that's what Affleck kind of looked like as a baby. It's just a regular baby body, but this ridiculous <laughs> melon. So he, like he grew into his forehead. Uh, so we will... Uh... I think if you compared his forehead <laughs> to Triple H's, I'm not sure who's is more pronounced, but I think Affleck is more natural. Triple uh, H is probably just due to steroids, but Affleck, like, Hunter's, that's a... Uh, Hunter's nose is going to also d- d- distract from the hairline. So. Yeah, Affleck, does, he doesn't have the old man nose, so he's just got that giant forehead. It's like a thigh. He's got a, a normal man's thigh as his forehead. <laughs> All right, uh, so for, for Glenn Bovey... Like uh, so for Glenn Bovey and Aaron DeLosa, I'm Anthony Lewis. We'll be back next week with Ben Affleck's forehead. Thigh head. Hi, I'm one of the hosts of Who Made Who podcast. That's one of the many shows on Cinema Geekly Premium. We rip episodes to bits and do the pondering so you don't have to. We also play games using eBay and stray into Star Trek talk on occasion. You're missing this for the sake of $12. Well, it's time to fix that right now. Go to cinemageekly.com slash premium and use PayPal and you're all set. You'll also get a load of other shows for your $12, but really, you know you just want to listen to Who Made Who.